Well, folks, do you want to go ahead and get this show on the road? Sure. Yeah. Alrighty. What's funny is it wasn't that big of a gap. It was only, what, three weeks? Yeah, it really wasn't, actually. Like, when I thought, I was like, oh, well, shoot. It just doesn't seem like that long. Maybe it was, but it doesn't seem like it. It it, it wasn't, not really. All right, counting down. Awful. Absolutely awful. (laughs) Welcome to the Stories for Nerds podcast. episode here are your hosts for sfn well what's up everyone and welcome back to an exciting fifth series series oh we're doing series no we're doing seasons exciting fifth season yes of the stories for nerds podcast uh the podcast this is the show where we feature a group of sci-fi and fantasy authors who not only love to discuss the latest adventures in books, TV, film, video games, anime, and all other forms of entertainment in the nerd culture, but they also read and collaborate with stories as well. So happy new year, happy 2020, welcome to the new decade. Um, what 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 is this again? This is the uh, the the... The raging, raging twenties, rage-filled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're calling it the raging twenties because I mean, hey, whatever they had going on in the twentieth century, I mean that that's old school. That's old school. That was the roaring twenties. Yeah, they were, roaring twenties. They 20s. were a little calmer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just calmer. Don't you? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think forget the fact that there was a war, a world war, like a like a couple years before that, and then we're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it fine. Yeah, do those but. Yeah, well, they were mostly dead. So oh really God! Bad. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was so- wow. <laughs> okay, that was. So- <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, I am Raphael and Jordan. Once again, I have the pleasure of being with these colorful co-hosts, starting with Abby Goldsmith. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> Make morbid jokes sometimes. Uh, yeah, yeah. But funny. <laughs> and we also got Scott Parkin. Aloha. Aloha. So, uh, Happy New Year's, gang. Uh, what you guys do, What were you guys up to over the holiday season? Well, don't speak up at once. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I went to a fun uh, 20s-themed New Year's party. Oh, did you? So... Yeah, that was fun. So everyone was dressed like it was the 20s. They had... Um, oh, I didn't. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, they had some really fun, like like women wearing feather boas. Yeah, like the guys were all wearing like snazzy, um, checkered Got suits. Got their zoot suits like... out. Yeah, yeah. That's what's suits. up. Good on you because you know what? I had so many people over here talking about like, oh yeah, you know it'd be a great idea. This would be fun. No one ever went through with it though. I know, I know, slackers. Mm-hmm. Our friends are talking to talk, but not walking the wall. Abby's friends are so. You know, just uh, so. yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in Austin, so they have fireworks everywhere for many years. So that that's fun too. Yeah, you would think that the well, there's a lot of fireworks here in Atlanta as well, but they're kind of regionalized. Like, I mean, you'll definitely have them in the downtown area. 
but then more or less everyone kind of has their own little specific spot like i always notice like when i'm coming back from a friend's place like during new year's um you, you see a couple of fireworks brought here and there or whatnot but it's nothing that you can really that, that's kind of like here too like like i think they have a display downtown mm-hmm. but nobody can really park downtown right and nobody really lives downtown <laughs> so touche yeah yeah touche <laughs> Fair enough. But how about we uh, get on to some updates about our personal projects? I know we've had a, well, I mean, hasn't been the longest gap. I mean, we I think we just had an extra week from our typical break. But, uh, Abby, I'm assuming you, you got some writing done on Wattpad in the meantime. Yeah, yeah, I'm still... Still posting book four. I'm about three quarters of the way through now. Mm-hmm. And I've started editing book five, so I'm still ahead of the audience. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I'm I, I'm pretty hopeful that I'll get through the book five edits quickly. Okay. At least I, I sure hope so. Okay. And that means I get to start writing. Um, I left off the book six draft in the middle of it. So that means I'm going to be jumping back into that mess pretty soon. Mm. <laughs> back in the grind. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Very good. And uh, you, you're going to, well, I mean, of course, this is how you're going to keep us up to date on the progress and stuff like that. But um, you're you're on book five. Wait, you you finished book six, right? And then you're kind of backtracking, is it? I I abandoned book six halfway through. Oh, abandoned. Um, That's a harsh. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what though? I I've. Yeah, well, I was having a lot of trouble structurally with mm. it, but I, I've since had so much time to think about it. I think I, I think I know what the problem is now, and it's like I tend to do a four act structure for all my books, mm-hmm. and I planned books six and seven as one book originally, and then I split it into two, mm. and so it, it, and it, like now it's off kilter, and it's not a four act structure. Yes. It's like a, a crappy half yeah. two act structure. Yep. So yeah, so so I'm like. Well, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, so yeah. I totally get it. Yeah, <laughs> totally get it. Those two and a half act structure stories don't flow quite as well. They don't. No, they don't. No. They're called short. So stories. Sometimes you can kind of like read it and tell, like, wait a minute, this feels like this was just the other half of this, and it, so. Yeah, and I was worried about it because I was like, well, it ends the way I have it planned. I'm like, it hen- it ends at the darkest hour. Mm-hmm part of the story yeah. which you shouldn't end a book there right you know right and i'm like oh that's like really dark to end there mm-hmm. um but it's like oh people it's a cliffhanger people could handle cliffhanger in book six you know? well yeah and but, i was um, about to say maybe sometimes like when you're a couple of books into a series it's a little more forgiving to like be a cliffhanger because i mean people are well you would like to think that people would expect a, a, a follow-up soon afterwards yeah. and stuff but and a lot of authors have gotten away with doing that. I mean, yeah. that's that's I've certainly seen some major best-selling authors do that. Yeah. Um, but I am a perfectionist and a psychotic perfectionist. So what? You're an I'm, author I'm and a perfectionist? That. No way. Yeah. So like, it, it didn't sit right with me to to leave it there. It just uh, I just kept no, like I I, I got halfway through and I was like, oh, this is just heading like a. It does, if it doesn't feel course. right, then. <laughs> If it doesn't feel right for you, it's probably not going to feel right for the readers as well. Yeah. That's why we got it in a, a 
previous books and stuff. Yeah. Well, keep at it, keep at it. And then what about you, Mr. Parkin? How's our narration stuff coming along? I mostly took the last three weeks off. Um, oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> spent time with my family, uh, played games, watched a you lot of You mean you have a anime. life outside of Marina? Right? <laughs> you mean you have family that you value and want to spend time with? I wouldn't know about wow. that. Wow. So, you know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, dude. Good for you. So so you, you, you spent good, like, quality time, like, going to holidays? Yeah, like, we, got a, we got a... Uh, Got ourselves a, a, a switch for Christmas and played a Uh-oh. bunch of games. Got uh, four controllers and realized we need eight. Uh oh. So we'll get That's more. Fun. Can't play Mario Kart. You know, playing party games like the Jackbox stuff. Uh, a lot of fun. Yep. Since the southern, the would-be son-in-law is in from England. So okay. Very cool, very good. So, yeah. But yeah, you gotta if you're gonna have like a Mario Party game or or like you said a, a Mario Kart game, dude, you you, you 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 if you if you got the if you got the numbers, you gotta have the controllers. Yeah, you gotta have the controllers. We're playing, yeah. you know, Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers. Uh, All right, with four of us at a time, so you know it's fun. Okay. And as far as my writing was concerned, um, I'm not going to lie, I kind of took a vacation myself. <laughs> Just uh, be like, okay, you know what, if we're if I'm going on break, I'm, I'm going to go on break. Uh, especially because, like, I spent a good chunk of the time, like, uh, uh, working on the last year's collaborations that we did together. And trying to format them into like a unified, uh, unified uh, uh, piece that can be presented as a full uh, novella. Uh, well, so to that end, I guess I should mention uh, folks who were with us last year through our fourth season of SFN. Uh, you know that we introduced uh, the Story by Nerds seg- uh, segment where each and uh, every other episode, we collaborate with a series of short stories. And uh, we go back and forth with uh, storing, uh, one of us does the beginning, one of us does the middle, and the other does the conclusion. Uh, we ended up with a total of four short stories last year. And the goal was, uh, once we had all those stories together, we were going to combine them into a full anthology, which we are hoping to publish uh, publicize uh, this uh, by the end of this year. Uh, and then we are also going to have an audio book of uh, the Stories by Nerds segment as well, since, well, I mean, we've been recording these stories throughout the entire year so might as well take advantage of it uh so yeah to that end um definitely keep an eye out for a later announcement but with this episode we are going to be starting this year's uh round off of uh, stories by nerds and with me uh taking the helm with this start and then we'll conclude this first story in uh in march uh but before we get to that um and I was thinking, since it's been a while, or since it's been a little extra while, I'm pretty certain that we've 
been busy with a lot of nerdy stuff since our last meetup. So how about, I guess you, Scott, and Abby can cover this segment. And then once we uh, do, well, my part of the story for nerd section, I guess I could talk about like what I was up to last year just so we can spare some time. Sounds fair? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So, uh, Abby, what were you up to over the holidays? Uh, well, not much. I did start watching Witcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I ended up not reading the books. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. And the first episode, um, didn't grab me. I was like, what on earth is this? <laughs> and, you know, so I was about to just quit watching it and then, um, you know, everybody on the internet was like, "No, it's it really gets better. It's so it gets so, so amazing. It's so amazing." Mm-hmm. You know, so um, a lot of people said it came together in book in episode four. Mm-hmm. So I, I just skipped to episode four. I was like, "All right, oh my, let's, let's see this episode four. See okay. if it's really that good." Um, and it was like, it was a lot more fun. Like it, it kind of felt like a campy game of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I'm now I'm like on episode six. So I'm, I'm probably just gonna keep going with it. Okay. But it's it's kind of fun, but it's definitely campy. Yeah, yeah. I I just hope that you're uh, skipping those first couple episodes, like you're not going to be too confused by what happens because there, there's a lot of backstory, and you're shaking your head. So I guess you really didn't miss much of anything. No, I mean essential. the the problem with episode one is it's disjointed. Like there's multiple timelines, and it doesn't tell you that. And so you don't know what's going on. Well, and actually, I was about to say, that's one of the biggest complaints that a lot of people have with their series as a whole is they really don't do a great job detailing, like, the the time leaps and going back and forth and stuff. And there were so many periods where I was like, wait, are we talking? Why? Why? Wait, aren't you supposed to be? Spoilers, like not here for specific reasons. <laughs> and eventually, once you get to the latter parts of the season, everything makes sense. And while it's good that eventually it makes sense, it would be nice if there is some sort of explanation about this period before, like you. You're scratching your head throughout the entire series being like, wait, what's going on until like the last episode? Even if it's as simple as, you know, how many shows do the simple 20 years ago or, or seven years ago. And then once they're back in present time, you just say present time. I mean, it's as simple as that. So Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I I definitely have a problem with that. But I yeah. figure like if I really like it and I get to episode 10, then I'll go back and watch episodes two and three. A lot of people actually say uh, once they finish the entire season, they actually do start back over since they understand like the timeline and how everything works, you know, com- combines and works together. And and when you see how everything like works together and why everything's like placed differently, you can understand why the episodes were aired in the order that they were, which is cool. But at the same time, it would have been nice if we the audience had a little more guidance initially uh, beforehand. And establishing situations early on in the story where you've got a bunch of characters and a bunch of situations, a bunch of conflicts makes for Mm -hmm. really confusing up front. But after you've kind of rolled into a little bit, going back and watching those is 
a right. lot more easy to, to a lot easier to follow along with. So mm-hmm. it's kind of disorienting and necessary, yeah. but a little frustrating right at the front. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, ne- frustrating and, and, and necessary, but, but yeah, very, very frustrating all the same. Yeah. But from what I've gathered, uh, well, of course it was already, they already got the green light for a second season. And they did say that, the whole time la- uh, time jumping thing isn't going to be um, utilized or going to be as big of an issue in season two as it was in the first season. So good, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, any other nerdy items that you were up to, got into over the holidays? I mean, I I read Scythe by Neil Shusterman. Okay, which is it's a crazy. You know, I can't remember. I think I might have already told you guys about this. I probably talked about it when we last met. Okay. What was it about? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a book where it's like the future, humanity has solved all the world's problems with yep. a supercomputer. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. <laughs> so, so you end up finishing it? Yeah. I, and of course, I went to my book club and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so, so how was it? You liked it? Um. I liked it all right. You know, I like sometimes the discussions are more fun than the mm-hmm. book. Sure. Um, but sure. I would think, yeah. you know, in the, no, in this case, it was a, it was a pretty good book and it led to a pretty good discussion. Yeah. So. Okay. Cause I, without having read it and knowing nothing about it. So I'm speaking totally out of my um, mm-hmm. other end. Um, right. The idea that we require a supercomputer to solve our problems what we require is a little bit of human um, goodwill, not mm-hmm. more ideas. We have plenty of ideas. We need people to just choose to work together. But anyway, sorry. Well, no, the, the supercomputer makes all the decisions for oh, us. Oh, you know, even so, better. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we controls to the machine rather than mm-hmm. taking any responsibility. Yeah, which which is stupidly shown as just you know lovely hunky dory. Of course, of course, of course. You know. Because usually, and yeah. I take it, it wasn't like an immediate uh, something that just instantly happened. I assume, I assume, at least based on other stories that have a similar premise, it's I, it's very hand wavy. Like like they say that the world leaders all got assassinated all at the same time. So oh, <laughs> oh. so you know, once they're gone, yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is like, "Oh, supercomputer, we love and you." And all of their cabinets and all of the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all yeah. be a Stalin-like purge of all the yeah. personnel worldwide. Okay, okay, that's twelve million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. That that's exactly. I have the same criticism about that, and I. You know, there was a lot to criticize well, with the world building in my opinion. Okay. And the fact that I think that, that I'm not a big fan of the premise doesn't mean that the story isn't interesting, that it's not well sure. written, that yeah. it's not tense and, and, and draws you along. It's just the kind of book that I probably wouldn't pick up in the first place because I'm not a big fan of the... I'd have to get a really strong personal recommendation before I do Right, that. right. It has to be like, like die hard, like, read this. You have to read yeah. this. Not, yeah. I wouldn't give it that. I gave it a four-star yeah. reading, not a five-star. Okay. Four stars pretty still pretty good. No. <laughs> Four stars like it's pretty good, but 
also I'm an author, so I, I automatically kind of added. Oh, it's you. That's a, uh, that's beautiful right there. That hipster right here. See, here's the problem. <laughs> the opposite. Because I am an author, and, mm. and because I've worked in like technology and stuff, yeah, I never give anything either five or ten, depending on what the rating scale is, right? Yeah, I never give it a top rating unless it absolutely exceeds my expectations and blows me away. Yeah, for me, well, you are a daring yeah. one. Though. For I... me, n minus one <laughs> is. I mean, you got to live with. It. <laughs> really well, guess what? I don't do a lot online. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but I was about to say though, I remember like one of my favorite reviews that I got from Amazon uh was from a fellow author who didn't give me a five star review, he gave me a four star review, but it, he broke it down so much about like his personal like cons about the, the the novel along with the pros that he felt of the novel so i mean i would champion that four star <laughs> compared to like all the other five stars that i got just because i mean it was just such a well thought out like analysis of the story i mean was i mean don't get me wrong i mean hey i'm all about that five star life i mean come on i mean bust you know bust up and increase that exposure and everything but sometimes i mean a lot of the reviews are just great read, very engaging, very exciting. It's like, you know, two sentence statements, whereas this was like a research paper. And that was just, oh, that that really, I mean, I really, really appreciated that. That was very, very considerate. Yeah. But what else have we got? Oh, oh sorry. Uh, so, okay, so we got The Witcher. We got books. And anything else, Miss Goldsmith? I write, I sleep, I eat, I go to work. (laughs) Rinse, I repeat. (laughs) (laughs) I breathe, I live. Wait, what was it? Uh, I breathe, I die, I live again. I think that's what it was. uh, uh, Mad Max. Fury Road. Anyone? (gasps) You need to see it. You need to see it. It is, oh, it don't is, give us that It is actually more than just spectacularly choreographed uh, explosions. It was so much fun. Now, mind you, when I saw it, I had no idea about the premise of Mad Max. I mean, I just heard how fun the movies from uh, Mel Gibson back in the 80s were and everyone was raving about it. So I went in like, completely oblivious of what i was about to see i was just kind of like oh okay i i guess i'm coming that's where everyone else is going this weekend so i guess i have to tag along and when i once i left the theater i was just like do do you did you just see what i just saw <laughs> it was such a it, it was it was a it was a movie movie i guess like it knew its element and it knew its media and it knew yeah. like what it's yeah. It just knew what the, what what its source was and had, and how to utilize it. So, and a lot of films nowadays sometimes it's you, you don't get that vibe. But with this one, it was just a fun, just a really fun movie. Yeah, yeah. and if you love really striking visuals, yes, this film is just just packed with them. Yeah, yeah, a lot of you know desert ugly, but really interesting desert ugly. 
very and we yeah. realize like the the people you know swinging back and forth on the metal poles are actually doing that in real life oh yeah and that's the other thing abby a lot of those effects in the movie there are practical effects yeah yeah that, that that guitar is actually doing what that guitar appears to be doing mm-hmm. um which is shooting a 40-foot jet of flame yeah yeah it's fabulous it's That's fabulous playing it. <laughs> just trust us okay trust us it'll be great it'll be great love it. it is it's not the most mindful okay. it's story, not but it's not wow we is it just visually spectacular yeah yeah Doug going like expecting any groundbreaking like performances or anything like that. It's 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 just a fun movie. Yeah. And sometimes that's all a movie needs to be. Yep. Sometimes. But uh how about you, Scott? What you what were you up to uh over the break? I mean you mentioned that you got a switch for the family and you did a lot of uh gaming with uh yeah, with the kids and stuff. The uh uh so, first deficiency, I have not yet seen Star Wars. Okay. The latest one. Uh-huh. So, I'm behind. Uh, but the entire family is going to try to go on Tuesday. Okay. Next. So, just saying that. Watched probably 10 or 12 different anime. Hmm. I, I don't know if you want details on those. <laughs> well, you can just <laughs> list the just names of the capsule. anime if that would help. <laughs> Yeah, just doing kind of a quick capsule. Yeah, yeah, a quick capsule of the ones that like stood out to you at least. Um, so what I did was I went to the uh, um, underrated gems section of uh, Funimation mm-hmm. and went down the list and committed to watch everything that I had not already seen. And I had seen about two-thirds of the list. So what I hadn't seen, a show called Ping Pong the Animation, which is right on the edge of racist, but really, really funny and entertaining. And you kind of get it. It's that, it's that, you know, black and white, uh, high energy moment type of animation. But I was about to say, is, is this that is type of animation, like where like they break down like every aspect of a sport to like a um, science, like how, like, like that, that race car anime and the basketball, like anime, like they just really like, Get down! If I shift my weight to the side right here, he'll I could counter him. And and is it is it not qu- not quite that level of detail? Oh, okay, but a lot a lot of you know they named every grip that every player played with, and it was like okay, mm-hmm. I assume that will mean something to me at some point because right now it doesn't. Right, but no, it was actually a story about characters. Uh, you know, the guy who had uh, had all the talent in the world and succeeded on raw ability, the guy who had no functional talent but had worked harder than anyone else mm-hmm. the the guy who was driven to be the champion the guy who played because it was fun okay and how they all come together uh, in in a high school uh, tournament to uh you know to, to establish the high school uh champion and, okay uh, and their different so stories and how they interact. every core so, character had a in uh intriguing character uh, story yeah. arc that they had it was 12 episode series and i i surprisingly enjoyed it i expected not to it was the last one i watched mm-hmm. but i had committed to watch them all and so i watched it and it was actually really good okay uh watched one called rage of bahamut uh, genesis yeah 
which is a giant dragon, uh, wants to destroy the world. Some people want him to do so, others don't, and they come into conflict. Okay. Uh, with Joan of Arc. Okay. Oh, cool. It was kind of interesting, and magic. A lot, a lot of magic. I so it was, it was intriguing. Okay. Um, let's see, Ride Back, which is basically... Um, Imagine a self-reconfiguring motorcycle that's half robot being driven by a ballet dancer who understands the movements and the shifts and everything intuitively, and so she's able to drive it better than anyone else, combined with an international conspiracy to do something terrible. I don't remember what it was. Okay. All right work with that really fun i uh-huh. mean odd but fun uh technolize which is an older one it's a thought piece it's it's a little weird um i al- i almost didn't make it out of the first two episodes because the first episode had exactly zero lines of dialogue it was all visuals and sound effects it was really weird mm-hmm. but it was trying to kind of introduce you to the world uh, try, okay, I lied. I tried to watch one called Glass Fleet. Uh, wow, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't <laughs> do it. Uh, just didn't happen. Okay, so next one. Uh, watched a. I'm in the process of <laughs> watched one called Body Wars, which is or sorry, cells at work. Cells at work. It's a uh, educational thing where you've got dramatizations of different cells in the body: blood cells, white, you know, I red cells, white cells. Think that was blah, a blah, blah, pretty blah, blah, blah. popular one, like when the first season aired. That, I'm sure I, that it was. sounds pretty familiar, actually. At least the premise does. It, it's it's fun and interesting, and not generally my thing. Even though I'm a biology nerd. Sure. Um, but there you go. Okay. So, you know, enjoy it, don't enjoy it, whatever. Okay. Watched a, a movie called uh, MFKZ, which I thought was a lot of fun. Okay. But is definitely pushes the lines of violence and bad behavior. Uh. So, if it's not your thing, careful with that. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, tried to watch a couple other things, didn't succeed. Uh, and currently watching, uh, it's about, what, eight years old now, I guess, called uh, Jormungand, uh, which so far at least seems very, very interesting, and, I, and I'm, I'm intrigued by it. Okay. So I'm on episode 10 of uh, 48. So, oh wow, we'll see okay, how that works out. All right, so lots and lots of anime galore over the past couple of weeks, huh? Yeah, okay, for too much time doing nothing but playing games with my kids and watching anime on my computer while playing games on my computer. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> how dreadful that could have possibly been. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and the world never even noticed. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> That's the best part about it. <laughs> well, glad you guys had a good time over your break. And um, since we do have an extended uh, 
since there was a, a extended period of time before our last meetup, um, once we do our story by nerds segment, I'll uh, talk about what uh, what I was up to over our break. Um, but before we get into our story by nerds segment, uh, let's get into the nerdy news where we offer updates on the latest sci-fi and fantasy book recommendations, along with updates in nerd culture. So, of course, we always start off with our book recommendations. And the first book recommendation that we have is Burned by Magic by author Jasmine Walt. Now, in the city of Salantha, mages rule absolute, with shifters considered second-class citizens and humans something in between. No one outside the mage families are allowed to have magic. Anyone born with it must agree to have it stripped from them to avoid execution. Sunaya Bane, a shifter mage hybrid, has managed to keep her unruly magic under wraps for the last 24 years. While chasing down a shifter hunting serial killer, she loses control of her magic in front of witnesses, drawing the attention of the dangerous and enigmatic chief mage. Locked up in the chief mage's castle and reduced to little more than a lab rat, Sanaya resists his attempts to analyze and control her at every turn. She soon realizes that to regain her freedom and catch the killer, she must overcome her hatred of mages and win the most powerful mage in the city to her side. Uh, so, uh, important note to readers from the author, uh, this is new adult fantasy, not adult fantasy so uh yeah we'll just leave it at that <laughs> so uh so so while there's a uh, romance in the series and uh, there is uh and, and some some action and stuff there's nothing going that's going to be too uh uh intimate i guess we would say so remember new adult new adult fantasy new adult not adult fantasy uh, uh, just uh, <laughs> not erotica. Yeah, not yeah, that, yeah. That, there you go. There you go. There's, there's a disclaimer. Thanks, Abby. <laughs> but, uh, once again, this is burned by magic, uh, from Jasmine Walt, and this is available on Amazon. Uh, next book recommendation that we have is Area X, and this is actually the complete Southern Reach trilogy by author Jeff Vandermeer. Now, a single-volume hardcover edition that brings together the three volumes of the Southern Reach trilogy, which was originally published as paperback originals in February, May, and September 14th. So once again, this is a hardcover. So, Annihilation is the first volume in Vandermeer's Southern Reach trilogy. Authority is the second, and Acceptance is the third. And you can get all three of these books in this entire uh, hardcover edition. Now, um, Area X is a remote and lush terrain that has been cut off from the rest of the continent for decades. Nature has reclaimed the last vestiges of human civilization. The first expedition returned with reports of a pristine, Edenic landscape. All the members of the second expedition committed suicide. The third expedition died in a hell of gunfire as its members turned on one another. The members of the 11th expedition returned as shadows of them former selves. Within months of their return, all had died of aggressive cancer. This 
It's the 12th expedition. Their group is made up of four women, an anthropologist, a surveyor, a psychologist, the de facto leader, and our narrator, a biologist. Their mission is to map the terrain and collect specimens to record all their observations, scientific and otherwise, of their surroundings and of one another. And above all, avoid being contaminated by Area X itself. So if you want to read the entire premise of this, be sure to go to the storiesfromnerds.com website because again, well, we are covering three uh, books in this hardcover. But uh, once again, this is the Southern Reach trilogy. Yeah, excuse me, the Southern Reach trilogy by author Jeff Vandermeer. And you can find this on Amazon and Kobo. Now, um, as far as uh, other nerdy news going along, um, we're at the start of a new year. So there's a lot of stuff that was being dropped off like uh, at the end of 2019. Of course, I mean, there are Star Wars Episode 9. There's the uh, final episodes of The Mandalorian. Uh but right now, uh, I think everyone's kind of keeping it on the hush-hush for the most part until we get a little later into the year. Uh, but don't worry. Uh, once those updates do start coming along, we will definitely keep you covered. And so to that end, if this is your first time listening to the Stories for Nerds uh, podcast, or if this is just a friendly reminder, be sure to follow our storiesforners.com website where you can get even more sci-fi and fantasy book recommendations along with updates on our culture. And be sure to check us out on our social media platforms, but that being Twitter and our Facebook page. And you can even stay up to date with us on a more constant basis and also get some exclusive prizes that were offered by our feature storytellers of the past ranging from uh books book excerpts that we have featured on the stories from nerds website and podcast or even a couple standalone short stories and also if you want to support us on the financial end we have a patreon page and if you support us on patreon you will get our uncut episodes and also our story by nerd segments in their entirety. Ah, all right. So to that end, folks, as I said, we are going into our first story by nerd segment with uh, me taking the helm. Uh, but I guess not for this one. I had a lot of fun writing this one out. Uh, we are doing, uh, we're actually starting the year with a fantasy story. I know last year we started with sci-fi. So we're going to be, uh, flexing our muscles a little bit, so to speak, because uh, the three of us, we tend to focus on the sci-fi, but hey, uh, we're all, well, I like to say we're always up for a challenge, right? So, um, yeah, there we go. So to that end, uh, this anthology, uh, excuse me, not this anthology, well, this story is called Friendly with the Neighbors. The problem with the integration pact made between the orcs and humans wasn't necessarily what the new legislations detailed. Anything on paper can sound true and noble enough if the words and tone are chosen wisely. 
Applying them on a day-by-day basis, on the other hand, is another story. These two races weren't ever meant to live amongst one another, let alone get along. No former document would change what had been the natural order of things for centuries. At least this was how Captain Matthias of Vidmar had always felt. Crimes as the one he'd had just been assigned to was proof of his assessment. The sun was still creeping over the mountains by the time he and his mage partner, Gwendolyn, arrived at the orc village of Redstone. They were exhausted, having traveled the entire previous day from the capital region. Gwen had suggested teleporting them to the site, and it was a tempting offer. Matthias had no shame in admitting he had a strong distaste for orcs, so the sooner they could be in and out, the better. Their barbarism was beneath any of the sentient creatures of the realm. Even the goblins had more sense about them. The two got off their horses, strapping them on the post right outside the village. Posts of smoke lifted overhead as they walked through the main gate. Funny. In most cases, they were always closed to outsiders. They're expecting us, he noted. At least the shaman is, Gwen said. Looks like we made it just in time for breakfast. The captain gripped the handle of his sword as they walked by the first group of huts, his eyes scanning every crease and shadow. Orc children poked their heads out of their homes, only to get shunned by what looked like older siblings or mothers. The further they went ahead, the more the males made their presence known by stepping out and posting themselves in front of their doors. Some just stared, more curious than anything else, while others had no issue displaying how welcomed the Venmire order was in their land. Several of the males grunted and hissed at them. Some crossed their arms, flexing their large green chests. Others sat on their stools while they sharpened their axes or polished their cleavers. Gwen accidentally stepped on the back of Matthias's heels as she drew closer to him. Sorry. Just ignore them, Matthias insisted. If they wanted a fight, they would have made it known a mile out before we got here. Let's just get this over with so we can report our findings. Shaman huts are typically at the end of the first block. Sure enough, the pair came upon a large tent moments later. Skulls from various animals were displayed outside beside flags that had mystical markings on them. Matthias approached the entryway that was outlined by a pair of giant tusks. We should wait until she invites us in, Gwen told them. You can, if you want, Matthias answered as he entered. Captain, Gwen warned. He made it two steps inside before being greeted by two guards. One of them shoved him without hesitation. Your shaman is expecting us, the captain said. Move aside. Your kind doesn't just barge into each other's homes, human, the guard on the right said. You will show us the same level of respect. And you will not test my patience, orc, the man countered. Gwen hurried in front of Matthias and pulled him away from the glaring guards. I figured I'd have to be more worried about the orcs than you. Calm yourself. 
We're here to help with an investigation, not start a brawl. We shouldn't need your help with anything, the orc declared. This incident happened in our territory, so it should be dealt as orc business. When the incident involved humans, Matthias insisted, it became our business. If you have a problem, take it up with your mistress as she's the one who notified us. Gwen elbowed him as she peered by the guards. Will you hush? Here she comes. The guards were quick to turn around and bow their heads. Before them approached another orc, the oldest Matthias had ever seen. While she was still far larger than Gwen and he combined, the shaman's hunchback brought her down to eye level. Her hair was as white as sheep wool, running over her shoulders in two tight braids. She was adorned in necklaces composed of various stones and a large robe that matched the colors of her crimson tint. She examined the humans with yellow eyes that were outlined in red and white clay, indicating her rank. A knight, she said, noting Matthias's attire. Then she turned to Gwen. And this is to be the mage, hmm? I figured you'd be older. Actually, I'm 37, my lady, Gwen said. The shaman smirked. As I said, older. But I'll assume you're able to work with magic well enough to meet the request. That she can, Matthias interjected. We are Gwendolyn and Matthias of Vidmar. I serve as captain in our order and have been assigned to lead the investigation with Lady Gwyn. You should count yourself fortunate. She's first class with her kind circle. The shaman pushed through the pair so she could get outside. Human titles and ranks have little interest to me as long as you lot can do as requested. Now, enough of the pleasantries. I will take you to the crime scene. This was pleasant, Matthias grumbled. Gwen shushed them upon following the elder orc. Word of their arrival must have reached the entire village, as every tent and hut now had a multitude of locals standing about them from afar. Matthias couldn't stand the silence from the creatures. No whispering, no sly remarks, no one even growled at them as before. There is nothing to see here, the shaman said aloud. No need to make this spectacle any grander than it already is. Many either went back inside their homes or walked away by that alone. Shamans were highly regarded in orc culture since their species wasn't as sensitive to magic compared to others. Having one born in their company was a sign of true strength and wisdom to them. Matthias at least gave the orcs credit in giving magic users the respect they deserved. He and Gwen covered their nose the closer they came upon the crime scene, the stench of what smelt like sulfur nauseating them. The ground had been scorched to ash, with blackened trees barren of leaves. What was left of huts had been charred, and the fabric from curtains and clothes hanging outside had all been burnt away. Despite all this, however, the most troubling sight was that of what remained of the victims spread across the area. They were nothing more than skeletons now. Human skeletons. As agreed in accordance to the new law, the shaman said, 
We had a hundred human volunteers live in the outskirts of the village before integrating them with the rest of Redstone following the six-month trial period. Given how delicate the situation is, you can understand why we notified your officials before news of this reached the public. We wouldn't want anyone making any hasty responses before uncovering what actually happened. Matthias nodded as he stopped and picked up some gravel. You mean, you wouldn't want your volunteer equivalents residing in Vidmire to fall victim to a hate crime as some form of justice, resulting in a quick end to a peace that's already on thin ice between our people, the shaman concluded. If orcs had any involvement in this, Gwyn told the shaman, the best we can do from our end is increase our security around their designated territories back home. Anything more would have to be taken up with the region. The shaman laughed. Yes, as if your security would be enough. Who is to say one of these potential guards you speak of will take it upon themselves to exact justice? Matthias patted the crested shield on his breastplate. The Venmai order is better than that. Really? said the orc. Then perhaps you forgot about the orc village you lot raided a year ago before our new friendly arrangement was agreed upon. Gwen whistled, silencing the two. That's enough. Why don't we figure out what we might be doing with before we go back to opening wounds and making any more assumptions? My lady, if you can be straight with me, is it possible that one of your orcs could have done this? That's what I'm hoping we can confirm by working together. The shaman pointed out a drinking well placed center in a group of destroyed huts. Tell me, mage, what do you sense? Gwen approached the well and knelt beside it as she placed a hand on the ground, only to pull it back with haste. So cold, she remarked. It's magic without a doubt, though it's fueled by a dark source. Truth be told, this alone lowers the chance of your people's involvement quite significantly. The shaman placed a hand over her chest. I'm glad to see some of your kind can be reasonable. Matthias, however, raised a hand. Perhaps the two of you would be kind enough explaining this to the boring non-magic user here? Physically speaking, Gwen said, Orcs can only use magic fueled by earth, herbs, leaves, water, by nature, the shaman summarized. Gwen nodded. That's why their shamans specialize in medicines and healing remedies. Only humans and elves can use dark magic, at least to the best of our knowledge. The mage placed a hand on the ground once more, this time bracing for the chill. But this power is erratic. While it is dark magic, something else is hidden beneath it. What do you mean? Matthias asked. Gwen shut her eyes, digging her fingers deeper into the dirt and ash. I sense an illusion barrier of some sort, though it's far too powerful for me to lift alone. Whoever did this is quite strong. By heavens, perhaps even stronger than my circle's grand master. Matthias took note of the orc, who didn't seem all that impressed by the revelation. But you already knew this, 
despite you making us come all the way out here, didn't you? Yes, and I'm certain you simply would have taken my word of assurance that my people are innocent out of the mere goodness of your heart. Matthias couldn't help but chuckle. You're one with Snark. I think I might actually learn to like you, Orc. Very well, then. It's obvious you wanted more than a maze to simply confirm what you already knew. What do you really want? The shaman led the two back to her hut. Follow me. And that is the first segment of the story by nerds story titled friendly with neighbors and until next time where abby you have the pleasure of doing the middle uh, segment. do you have any storyline in mind <laughs> because i might need some help <laughs> <laughs> maybe i can i mean of course uh, as we've done in the past uh, we've discussed what ideas we might have had in mind as far as where the story might go afterwards so sure your your intent yeah. while interesting is not necessarily so, I mean, so yeah i have really it's a good opening um because it makes you curious but yeah i i don't know where i'd go with this so i'd have to i mean if I, Oh, it could very easily go onto a novel too. I mean, once again, we've we've we novelists yeah. have started yeah, a short story uh, as a novel. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in you. I can, we can we can narrow it down really quick. But yeah, um, I I can I can like once we're done with with the recording or or later on in the week, if if you want some feedback or some thoughts on like where. You might want to take the story. I'm open to it. But again, I mean, I I specifically ended at that section right there. So you could, well, take it wherever direction you want. I don't want to drop off too much detail. Like at the end, it's like, okay, well, they know what the situation is. Basically, like I set up the situation or the conflict. of Okay, so we know there was a crime that happened in a village an, in an orc village housing uh humans because we're in a period of uh quote-unquote peace between the orcs and humans and uh with this peace they're trying to integrate with and, and live peacefully amongst one another and so they came to this proposal of well, if we're going to work together, let's try to live with each other. So let's have a group of volunteers live in each other's like territory. So there are some, there are a hundred human volunteers from Vinmire who went to Redstone, and there are a hundred org volunteers who went to Vinmire. And now we're in a situation where these human volunteers were murdered by what appears to be dark magic but this was under like this was within redstone territory so needless to say uh the the orcs are like well this doesn't look suspicious at all quite sarcastically speaking <laughs> it's like well okay uh something just happened to the humans we housed uh we don't have anything to do with it obviously because we can't wield dark magic but 
we can't just tell that to the humans. They're uh, they're immediately going to call foul play, so they might retaliate. All right, here's with... what I'm thinking. I'm gonna delete this from the <laughs> from the recording, <laughs> just in case this does happen. Just in case this does happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, what I will say is, um, if you want to, I strongly recommend that you go back and read, um. Uh, parts of the story in, in full detail because there are some references that I did make that were very kind of lightly noted from their end that could possibly be utilized to be made something bigger. Similar to like what you did with A Pocket Full of Sky. Uh, like by the time you came to the end, uh, there are some things that you noted Scott and I mentioning and then you... Even though they weren't, they didn't seem like a big aspect to the story at the time, you you made good use of it. So I did intently drop off a couple of things because, I mean, hey, uh, there's mental goblins, there's mental elves. We don't see them. And, and there's mention of like how the magic, uh, how, well, there's a brief mention of how magic works, but... Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's part of the problem is like, I, so I don't really, like, I'm not a D&D player and I tend, I'm, I'm not like a big reader of D&D fiction or, yeah, mm -hmm. so it's like, if there's like conventions in the genre, I am not going to be aware of them. I'm like, <sighs> don't worry about it. Just, just write what you Don't worry about it. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we, there isn't no official rule book of magic that has to be followed i mean we you make your own rules like when it comes to like how magic works in your specific universe so you can do whatever you need to do with it because again i mean in this universe yeah i mean there's plenty of universes where uh orcs might be able to use dark magic just like anyone else there are universes where i know um dwarves can't use magic and then there are other universes and worlds where they can so I mean, it's just in this universe, in this world that I uh, initially built, that's what one of the rules is. And again, this is just the rule that we made. And if you want to add on to that rule in order to carry the story further, Godspeed. It's all yours. Okay. Yeah. So to that end, folks, uh, that is our first segment of the Stories by Nerds. Uh, audio adventure of the year um before we conclude however i do want to uh share the updates that i had since our last meetup because oh man was was there nerd galore during my last meetup i pretty much got into everything there were some anime that i watched some video games and some movies and some television shows i pretty much kind of checked all the all the ballparks. Um, I guess I'll start with the biggest one. Uh, that being Star Wars. I did see episode 9. Um, and uh, when I say it's divisive. I do say. I actually mean it's divisive. I'm not saying it was bad. It is actually divisive. Amongst people. I mean generally. People didn't like episode 8. But when it comes to episode nine, people are, are either, hey, this was great. This was a really song conclusion. And then there are other people who are in the audience and naysayers. And it's even the same in my company. Uh, Patrick saw it. 
he was like, eh, no. Uh, another friend of ours saw it, and he was like, eh, no. Eric and myself saw it, and we were just like, what are you guys talking about? Are you insane? This is the best, this is the best story in the trilogy. So, for my end, I thoroughly enjoyed episode nine. Am I going to say it's as good or or better than the original uh, ones in the trilogy, episode four, five, and six? For me personally, I wouldn't say that. But I mean, come on, that's that's a high standard. I mean, we're talking about. I mean, this is Star Wars. Those are classics. Uh, you have a lot of uh, what's the what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, sentimentality going behind those and everything. So I mean, you bouting and combating against that i mean that's that's a really really hard bargain but what i can say is with the three uh movies that were in this trilogy i think it was the best one for certain and so based on that merit i really enjoyed it um but again i understand uh some people uh go in expecting various things which is totally fine which is totally fine i mean when a franchise gets this big, there has to be expectations and 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 it should be a surprise that some people are gonna be like, yay or nay with it. So I mean, it is what it is. In my case, I went in just not knowing. I mean, I just went in just to see a movie. I was like, okay, well, hopefully it's good, but I'm not going to kind of go and clutching like okay this has to be the best one this has to be the best one it has to be the best groundbreaking star wars movie ever i'm just like just just go in and and enjoy the ride and so maybe if i will say if you go into that mentality and i'm I'm not saying like lower your expectations by any means (laughs) if that's what it's coming across it's like hey if you really really lower it to like where it's like really crap then i'm sure you're gonna enjoy it i'm not saying that i'm just saying like it yeah right (laughs) i'm just saying go in and just watch the movie just watch the movie and and take it in for what it is not don't go in there like evaluating and, and hoping that you get this or hoping that they get that and stuff like that. Cause I mean, I, I think in a lot of cases or in most cases, you're more likely going to set yourself up for disappointment on that merit alone. So uh, yeah, uh, that was star Wars uh, gaming wise. Uh, the first thing, the first game I have to mention is uh, Senua's uh, uh, Hellblade. Uh, Senua's Sacrifice, and that deals with, uh, th- this game came out uh, two years ago, ooh, ooh. holy crap, it's 2020, <laughs> almost three years ago, <laughs> hello, and it, oh my goodness, I see why people raved about that game so much, Um, Scott, I assume, did you have have you ever heard of it? Which one? Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Oh yeah, I've heard of it, it's just not a type of game I've, I've bought a lot of so i don't know anything yeah about. yeah and, and and same likewise the only reason i i played it is because it came uh it got dropped into uh the xbox game pass i was like oh shoot oh sweet there it is um it, i can't not i don't have a reason not to play it now since it's like right there and it's a it's a fairly short game by 
general standards i mean i don't get the vibe that i haven't finished it yet i'm almost done but it's it's not like a 40 hour experience or anything like that but man what they have is absolutely phenomenal i mean it's it's one of those groundbreaking games that does something quite different um because what the the, the take on is is it's mental health because the character uh she suffers from psychosis now the setting is based in um in a nordic uh in the nordic mythology so because she has this uh disorder people think that she's cursed which well you know with certain things like that i mean it wouldn't come as a surprise that people will automatically make that assumption when it comes to some sort of uh, mental disorder uh but they focus on how she copes with this throughout her journey and also how this quote-unquote disorder how she actually uses it to her advantage to help her through the story because what looks like a curse from some people might actually be a blessing otherwise because like this the way her brain processes information and the way she communicates with herself and opens up a lot of doors to situations that uh people who who don't have this situation that they're dealing with uh would be able to accomplish uh it's a very very uh enraptured story on top of that it, you you just want to go just you just want to keep going just because of of the different levels and the story that's being told and they're slowly but surely like unraveling what is actually going on what her whole motivation is and her her goal is to rescue her the man that she loves because this man was saw her for for her while other people were quick to shun her out and say that she wasn't capable enough to to do this that she should just stay home and be silent because she's cursed he yeah yeah he was like what were you people talking about this is an amazing girl i guess the girl on top of that so um i won't worry about it too much but it's a really really great uh game with a captivating story so again i completely understand why people were saying this is game of the year worth quality and stuff and if i recall correctly it did get uh it did get some rewards that year i know the actress playing senua she she got uh nominated for uh, best uh portrayal for for certain so that was really good uh anime wise i did finish my favorite anime of the of the year that being uh carol and tuesday because uh they uh dropped the last season or the last part of the season over over winter over the winter break so i was able to watch it on that end oh man it's just such a good it was just such a feel-good story and sometimes that's all you really need <laughs> compared to other ones it, it wasn't anything like i said like uh before it wasn't like any diabolical thing like hey we gotta save the world or anything like that now at the end like the stakes do get a little higher and so they are saving a piece of their society but it's nothing like it's nothing mind-threatening the people who you would expect to be the villains quote-unquote villains don't end up being the villains they just end up being like good down to wholehearted people i'm just like oh you know what that gives me hope 
it was it was just some really it was it was just a really uh, a fun story and, and a beautiful story to tell. So uh definitely enjoyed that. Um I'm pretty sure there's some other nerdy things I gotta do. Ah uh, crap, there was something else that I Oh the other thing, uh TV show. I watched uh, the first season of Legacies. Um do y'all remember me mentioning um the vampire diaries? From way back in the day. No. No? Oh, wow. I promise I did. <laughs> well, there's this show uh, on uh, CW that was based off of this book called Vampire Diaries, which is a spinoff called The Originals. Well, Legacies is a, is a spinoff of The Originals where they follow the daughter of uh, the one of the original vampires. And she turns out to be a tribred, actually, because of her lineage. Her father was actually a hybrid. He was, uh, um, he was part wolf, part vampire, and has, and her grandmother was a witch. So she's actually one third witch, one part vampire, one part triad. So she's actually like the most powerful creature on the planet. And, but she's stuck in a 17 year old body. Um, but what I'm really liking about it is, um, the vampire diaries got really heavy on the, well, I don't want to insult anyone, but it was a lot of, teenage melodrama with like love triangles and the and soap more like is there soap opera-ish stuff Gotta like, expect who's that. she gonna the go vampires and the werewolves. Yeah, well yeah yeah so <laughs> <laughs> expect it those, expected it. those yeah. vampires those werewolves let me tell you man they just can't <laughs> keep it in their back i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> you like oh you know you know oh man so in good. a state of teenage um <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So eventually like it became too much for me in Vampire's Diaries and I I didn't even finish the series and the thing about the originals the what the 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 sales pitch for the originals was this is the Vampire Diaries for grown-ups because well you don't have it's in the same universe but you're done with adults and you don't have to worry about a lot of that teenage those teenage crises i guess <laughs> uh so my initial worry was okay since we're going back into a world where our characters are once again like high school kids i'm gonna ha- we're gonna have to deal with all this well teenage you know drama and stuff or what have you but i think they realized that um well this franchise by this point is it's really really well it's really well established i think it's uh it's been out for over seven years and so i think they realized that okay the people who watch who initially started to watch the vampire diaries they're older now and so because of their the maturity they they're preference and their taste has probably changed as well so even though you're still in high school a lot of the 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 angst and stuff that the characters deal with is it's more light-hearted so if 
So if there is a love triangle or something like that, it's more comedic and anything like that. And and they focus a lot more on just what it's like to be a high school kid. Because that was another thing that the Vampire Diaries kind of steered away from. It's like, okay, they're focusing so much on the, the crisis and the relationships that they're dealing with. They forget that it's like, hey, you know what? Sometimes the kids just let them have fun, and so it's it's a lot, it's much more lighthearted. It it it's very very funny. I mean, I was cracking up all so many times with it. Um, but yeah, so I finished the first season of that, and looking forward to uh, seeing the next season when it comes on Netflix, even though it's already airing on television. Um, but um, I think that will about cover it with uh, my personal updates. So to that end, folks, if you enjoy the Story Bar Nerd segment or just our general nerdy chats, be sure to give us a like, heart, thumbs up, stars, yeah, whatever positive outlet you have with uh, whatever source that you're listening to this podcast on, whether that is iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Spotify, etc., etc. You know the drill. But folks, that is going to do it. For episode 5.1 of the Stories from Nerds podcast. Hey, I'm Raphael, and Jordan. Y'all keep thinking big on a galactic level. And this is Scott and Abby signing off. Scott, what is going to be the first send off to our listeners for the year? If she's a snarky orc, does that make her a snark? Snark. Snark. Snark, you. Snark. <laughs> We're bringing back, we're bringing back Snark, y'all. Bad humor, <laughs> man. Deal with it. <laughs>